You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yaz. You're back with The Take On. I'm here with my new clubhouse friend, Jake Hunter. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm happy I found you on Clubhouse. Like, you are so funny. <laughs> Thank you. You're so sweet. I, if you don't know who Jake Hunter is, he's an Emmy winner. Uh, hello. Um, TikToker, <laughs> 1.7 million followers. Um, such a presence. So funny. Like the new vegan turkey lady. I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok. It's <laughs> cracking me up. Um, let's start there. What the heck is this vegan turkey lady? Can you talk to me about the inspiration? Yeah. What's going on? Inspiration is the vegan lady. <laughs> and uh, she got banned on TikTok and uh, I made some TikToks about it. And I always keep my videos kind of in the curb your enthusiasm realm of zero to 100 from an argument. Like it starts cool and then it turns into a massive argument. So uh, that's just kind of my style. Um, and I love comedy. I love making people laugh. Uh, in different ways. Uh, my style of comedy is definitely my style, but um, yeah, I love, I love making videos and, you know, you know all about comedy and make people laugh and I can't wait to collab soon as well. So yeah. Oh my God, me too. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. I always yeah. like had this thing in my head where it was like, to be funny, you have to be like so intentional. And I realized like mm. once I started doing standup, I was like a lot of mm -hmm. my jokes that are funny are like crowd work and just kind of situational mm. comedy. Um, hundred so percent. That's why yeah, my videos, I went to one of those yeah. recently and it was the same thing. the funniest things that I saw were the, the ones that were interacting with the crowd. It was the best. It's the best. It's like the best. And even yeah. with my TikToks, like people are like, Oh, it must take so long. I, I do everything in one take. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you react to other people's stuff, which is kind of crowd work, like in its own, in, in a TikTok format. It's interesting. I love that. Totally. And if I feel something, I feel something and I don't like, and even if I say it wrong, I'm like, a lot of times, even if I say the wrong information, I'll just like wait and mm -hmm. people will correct it. So it just increases right. the engagement. So I don't like, there are times where totally. I say facts wrong and I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all just like engagement and it's real and whatever that you felt in the moment and it's authentic. So people can feel that. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Do you think that, and I mean this in the nicest way, but the way you look and the things that you say, like sometimes don't match. You're like so attractive and seem mm. unapproachable. Thank you. <laughs> and no, it's true. I'm, and I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your ass. I've worked with 
so many attractive right. people that like, but much like you are a lot deeper than people give them credit for. Do you feel like sometimes oh, you. you have to kind of not, I don't know if the right word is overcompensate. I get this a lot where people are like, you seem very intense. And so people feel mm. like they can't approach me, but I'm actually quite yeah. fluffy. And I've noticed with you even, yeah. you know, on Clubhouse, like influencers on mental health, like the things you talk about and the way that you talk to people is a lot more delicate than the way you look, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, do you, hundred percent. I definitely, I definitely was growing up trying to get the love and validation like super hard. Um, due to lack of love from when I was younger. So for me, I built this James Dean exterior look. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I walked around like I was James Dean for a while too. Like nobody understands me. I'm just this outcast. And, uh, and I would post photos to get love, like shirtless photos. And, you know, I really, you know, I, I was trying so hard. And then once I realized that I could get that love internally instead of always looking externally and never achieving it or getting it because it's it's not necessarily something that you can get externally i stopped trying as hard and um for me like now i don't like to post content that makes anybody feel as though um you know it's not relatable for me my content that i post now anybody could walk into a walmart and see that happen <laughs> you know what i mean so like it's stuff that anybody could ever see. And I, I don't, I want to make people feel as though they can laugh and they can love and it can all come from inside them and anyone can have it as opposed to, I am the best. I set the standard of blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't want to do that anymore. So, and it's something that I still struggle with uh, every day pretty much, but um, I have the awareness of it now, if that makes sense, as opposed to just unconsciously going around. Um, but now I'm, uh, I'm actively battling with it with awareness now, if that makes sense. It does. And when you say battling with awareness, do you mean awareness around like being more intentional awareness, with your content? Awareness around, it's not even about my content. It's just awareness about myself and being lost in my ego and needing validation and being able to catch myself when I need that validation as opposed to just, you know, really trying to get it uh, without even realizing it. Just like, I need this. And then now I'll, I'll be like, oh, there's that thought, <laughs> that super needy thought that needs validation. And before then, the other part of the struggle was I would try to push that thought away. And now I'll be like, come on in. Like, it's okay. There's my, there's my really fear-based um, thought of needing love, come on in. Like, it's fine. Sit down. Uh, let's talk about it as opposed to like, I'm not supposed to think this or just identifying with it completely. Oh, I got you. I got you. I, I had a therapist that called it roommates was like, just invite mm. your roommates in. So instead I love like, that. <laughs> yeah. That really helped me a I lot because I kind of struggle with a lot of negative self-talk. And so I'm like yeah. quickly like, oh my God, like how do I adjust? And instead of trying mm -hmm. to fix it, I'm just like, yeah, it's okay if you feel unworthy. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I, I'm like, I say the same thing and I just identify also just where it's coming from that it's, it's coming from my ego, which mm -hmm. is my place of fear. And it's also a, a thought or a feeling, which I also know is not me anymore. I don't fully identify with it, but I'll let myself feel that thing. I'll let myself think that thing. But now when I do have those thoughts or feelings, I'll go into breath work. Um, I'll try to quiet my mind. 
Um, I'll go work out. I'll go do something to where I'm not just sitting there becoming more and more identified with those thoughts and feelings. Yep. Wallowing. I, I feel you on that. It's good to, mm-hmm. to switch it up to get like out of that routine. And, you know, you mentioned something about, um, you know, validation or like your ego, you know, with TikTok and Instagram, like, you know, we both have big enough platforms where we're getting a lot of validation. Obviously, there's a lot of hate that comes on my account, mm-hmm. at least. And, and there's a yeah, lot of too. love that can also feel like like serotonin, but it's not real. So how do you yes. like adjust the like the Jake Hunter online persona from the Jake Hunter that like, let's kick it and go see a movie and like be normal? Because a lot of people meet me and they're like, oh, you seem really stable or you seem really grounded. And, and I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. a persona. Like, <laughs> right, what exactly. We're, what we're doing is a persona. So like, how do you not let it, like, how do you not wake up and go, oh my God, like I have 1.7 million followers. I'm verified. Because this stuff can get to you. Like people, mm-hmm. like your followers will be like, oh my God, you're hot shit. Like they'll start kind of gassing you up. And this happens to me as well, where I'm like, oh my God, I'm a somebody. And like, it, how do you yeah. like separate that? Because at the end of the day, and I mean this nicely, because it's like, I believe this is how you move forward is that we're all nobodies. And we're, right. we're just like, and you have to have that like ego death to be able to move forward. Yeah. But how do you navigate that? Because that can be a lot. I see my life in different channels now. That's the best way I can explain it, like different TV channels. And this sounds super out there, but on one channel, there's me as a social media persona, uh, as a producer or an actor. Um, On another channel, I'll flip it and go to channel two from channel one. And now I'm just a soul, just like everybody else. Everybody's a soul, really. Uh, and that's it. And I'm just a soul. And that's the, the channel I'm trying to sit in the most. That's the channel of just strictly love. That's it. It's not, my ego doesn't go to channel two. It's, um, I'm not worried about what people think of me on channel two. I'm just my soul on channel two. Then I could go to channel three. Channel three is that we're all part of the same thing. Cause we were all created by something, whatever it is that you believe in, but it's like, we're all one thing. We're all, we all come from one thing. That's kind of channel three, whatever it is that you believe in. That's kind of where I see it. And and channel three to me, I could call awareness. That's just what I would call it. So I actually try to live on all three of those channels at once. It makes it way more interesting for me than just getting lost in the storyline of my own life on channel one. It's like watching the same soap opera every day forever. (laughs) That's how I see it. So for me, I try to live in all of those different ones And that eliminates me from just waking up every day. Oh, I have my TikTok and then I'm going to post on Instagram, then my YouTube. See, I do that. I wake up every day and I know, I I know all the shit I got to get done. I know all of it. And I knock that out and I try to go to the beach or I go and I go meditate there. I'm spending all this time by myself. Um, Just I'm working really, really hard on trying to settle myself in this soul plane of consciousness in a place of love. And if I can settle in that place, then I know I'm going to have a way deeper happiness than I have in my up and down storyline. Remember we'd have these rooms on getting high versus being free. Right? So for me, it's like channel one is just about getting high. So on my TikTok or whatever, the vegan lady series, it's great. Right? Oh, I'm going viral. Awesome. Then I make my next series that flops. Oh, now it's over for me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a has-been TikToker. It's it. <laughs> uh, and so it's up and down. And, you know, same thing with relationships. You go and you have a great date with somebody. And then the next day they, you know, 
they don't call you and it's like, oh, well, did I do something wrong? Maybe it didn't go as well as I thought. It's up, it's down. Channel two, I'm just chilling. It's literally like I'm just chilling in this place of love. And then channel three is just awareness, like I said. So for me, channel two is about being free. And I say this quote that I told, I've said it in the other room before, but when you're trying to get high, everything that brings you down is a nuisance. When you're trying to be free, everything that brings you down is just showing you how you're still bringable downable. And that's how I look at it. So for me, my goal right now is to try and to be free. And I struggle with it every day because my ego is there and it's telling me all these thoughts pretty much every minute. Like, look at me, I'm real. This is what, did you check your TikTok in the last 30 seconds? How, what, how are your views doing today? Like I'm getting all of these thoughts all the time and I have to, and that's the work for me right now. The work is, is for me, you know, not identifying with those thoughts and trying to sit in a place of love where I'm not up and down and I'm just free of all of it, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of my channels are like those local in-between channels where it's like 2.1, 2.4. Yeah. I have like yeah. so many, being a Gemini, I have so many different energies. And I think that mm -hmm. I struggle with that as well. But what really stood out for me was what you said about the way that we like allow things to operate, right? Like we're like, oh, I have to check my views. I have to do this. I have to do mm -hmm. that. And we have to do all those things. But then we also have to navigate like a normal life, right? Like when you mm -hmm. say like soul versus, you know, that like kind of the high or the ego or whatever. Yeah. So how, like, what's your advice to people aside from like meditation or do, do you take like social media breaks? Like I do that where I take like a break mm -hmm. from stuff. Like how yeah. do you like recenter? Cause it is, yeah. there is an up and down, like, you know, I had a video that, you know, you got a video with like 12 million views and then your next video mm -hmm. has 900 views. You're like, okay, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about like how you, how yeah. you navigate that? And do you like have, do you cry? Do you have like emotional outbursts? Like, cause it, you seem like a very mm. level-headed person. So I kind of want, I want you to let me in a little bit. So yeah, like, of course. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I'm actually had dealt with a lot of anger for a long, mm -hmm. long time. Um, and it was very internal. And then on the surface, it's like, um, like stone, like you could never, you can't really always tell, mm -hmm. but I would, it would feel as though certain times that I, you know, when you're just like so angry and you just completely unconscious, like that's how I would get sometimes. Yep. Um, and so for me, like when I do feel those things and, and I do, and I get you know, upset or whatever it may be all with, with the TikTok stuff, with the relationship stuff, with the drama, all of it, it's so heavy and, ugh, and I feel it. And so what I do is, like I said, one thing I mentioned is meditation. I go places that make me, you know, that I like, I told you, I go to the beach, I'll go, there's a park. Um, or it's even like kind of like a shopping center, believe it or not, but they play like old music and they have like, this pond there that I'll just sit on a bench by and it's, they have nice flowers and all this. And it's just very relaxing and I'll just go there and I'll, I'll listen to Ram Dass, uh, a lot. I mentioned Ram Dass to you probably a billion times, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, but just by listening to him, it's like, he's my best friend almost. Like I'll oh. listen to his lectures all the time. I'll listen to it. The first thing I'll do when I wake up is I'll meditate for like, eight minutes about that's like how long that I can do it for before I start dancing around. And then I will put on Ram Dass for like five minutes. And so, and I won't check social media for the first hour of my day. So I'll let my brain open up and wake up 
without, you know, being lost in, in this whole world um, that we're Very in smart. as well. And, and we have tons of followers. So it's like, how many, like, we wouldn't let like millions of people into our room when we first wake up in the morning, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that would be insane. So that's the way I think about it. So I'm not going to let all those people into my brain right. the first time I wake up in the morning. So I'll do that. And then after that, I'll work out right away as well. So the first three things that I do is um, quieting my mind when I wake up. I will listen to Ram Dass, give me that perspective. It's the work that I need to do to, to get into that place of love, that soul channel. And then the third thing I'll do is I'll work out, which so I'm doing mind, body, and soul, the first three things that I do in the day. Then I'll get my posting done. I break down a new acting scene every single day. So I'm still working on my craft every day. Then after that, I pretty much have all my work done for the day and I'll go and I'll go to the beach. Or I'll go to the park. I'll meditate again there, or I'll just hang out, whatever it may be. Um, I'll play guitar. I'll go up to my room and I'm, I'm a terrible singer, but I'll go and I'll play guitar and I'll sing and I'll dance. And then some days I'll go and play basketball. I'll just go and do things to get, basically like out of my head, just right. activity to where I'm just being instead of thinking. Um, so th those are all different activities that work for me. Um, and people can try a whole bunch of things, you know, that work for them. But those are just some things that work for me that I do. Absolutely. No, thank you for letting us in. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when it comes to activities, it took me a while to figure it out too. I really love a park. I also like like mm. any kind of water. So koi pond or yeah, whatever. I and I, there's a place here in Newport, I go sit and I can just like chill mm -hmm. out and kind of tune out the world. And and you're right. Sometimes like a shopping center is surprisingly relaxing because you see yeah. people coming and going and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of, it's kind of oddly relaxing. Uh, my question is kind of off topic, but it's just to kind of bring a little humor to the mood is, um, have you ever seen serenaded a woman because you said he's like to sing and the, the guitar. have i ever seen not with uh not with my guitar no i definitely have uh especially during my uh james dean uh phase <laughs> uh pulled out some moves and worked on um some moves for sure but uh i have not serenaded with my uh, singing voice, any women? No. <laughs> well, maybe there's something to look forward to. Uh, probably not. But yeah. <laughs> that is funny. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, okay, so this James Dean character, like it, it's kind of like my persona. Like it was that a way for you to create a bit of distance from the other, like other side of the, like from the, what am I talking about? The, from the, um, from like other people around you, was it like a buffer? Like for me, mm. my psychological membrane is very permeable. And like, mm -hmm. I always was doing, and I remember one of my therapists was like, you're a human being, not a human yeah. doing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I would, you know, Jake, it was crazy. I'd have like three lunches. I would uh -huh. have like two dinners planned. I'd have like two dates in a row. Like, cause I, I was know. just like, so I needed to be around people so much. And yeah. I was always like, well, I'm extroverted. Like, this is what I need. But you know, as I've gone to therapy and really like done the self-work I've realized mm -hmm. I'm really an outgoing introvert because right. actually even when I do these interviews or like go on a date or like see my friends I really mm -hmm. need to recharge the battery so mm -hmm. I guess for me like that character like was it intentional creating it as a buffer or was it just like kind of what happened as like a reaction it was funny for me because when I was in high school like just through my childhood I had to grow up you know and be an adult early um, and so a lot of the kids I knew that I was going to school with were, you know, partying or whatever it may be. I was busy being an adult kind of. Wow. Uh, so for me, I was 
very, uh, that's where I started building my introvertedness because I'm, I have real responsibilities and I was very quiet and people thought I was weird because I was quiet. And there were some girls that were nice to me like occasionally, but for the most part, people thought I was kind of weird because I was quiet and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm being an adult. Like you don't understand what I'm, you know? And, And that's the other thing is like, that was one of the things I look back on. And I always wish that I had something, somebody that was there for me, whatever it may be. But I realized too, like, again, I was always looking for something externally. That's, that was like one of, I can look back and, and realize that. So then when I finally started to jump into acting after college, one of the first movies that I saw was East of Eden. And um, I saw James Dean And, uh, I saw his character that he played and I saw how he played it. And I'm like, he's so cool. He's playing this loner outcast guy. That's me. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) that's me right there. And, um, and I, and I started watching, you know, he only made three movies, but he had some TV movies on, on YouTube. And, um, you know, I just read books on him and I, I felt like I could relate to his story a bit. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, felt connected to him and um, that kind of my, I just leaned further in. The more I read about him, the more I felt like I was acting a little bit like him. And then, uh, and that was the amazing time in, in period to where I was finding myself. And, um, you know, through that, through connecting with random people, through listening to Ram Das, all this stuff, that's led me to finding more uh, who I really am as opposed to just playing a character. Interesting. Yeah, you know, the the, the Ram Dass thing is so interesting because like you said, he's your best friend. And like, I mm. love, there's this Persian poet named Hafiz and mm. I like, I will read his poems and, and I'm like, we're friends. Like, and it's yeah. so interesting because that's the power of words and video and yeah. connection that it, it kind of, and even though I know, I think Ram Dass has passed already, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah, right? he did. And one big thing that he talks about too is like, uh, if you, you know, that if you are living on that soul channel that we talked about, then you can't go anywhere. Like basically if, and, and that's the other reason that I think that the channel two, <laughs> the soul is, is so interesting as opposed to channel one is everything in, in space and time changes. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's, it's like, yep. it always, is, it's just a passing thing. Uh, on channel two in the soul plane, um, it's, you can't go anywhere. Like your soul is just here. And so for me, like I get to hear it, and the other thing I love about the stuff that he says is he says it with a sense of humor. So for me, what I definitely enjoy is, is, you know, is deep conversation, but with humor at the same time, mm-hmm. because uh, I never want to take it too seriously. I don't think life is as serious as we make it. Uh, my own storyline is not as serious. Uh, when I get too serious in it, I pull myself out and I realize what a joke it is <laughs> to take it so seriously. <laughs> and I think of it more like Monopoly now, to be honest with you, my career and everything. And it's like when you're playing uh, Monopoly and you're, you know, you're moving one of the pieces, you don't think you're actually that piece. Like, I don't think I'm a shoe when I don't think I'm a metal shoe when I'm playing Monopoly. Like, all right, I'm going to move the shoe three places and I'm going to put a hotel here. Like that's how I do my career. And I'm, and then I have to, take a step back and realize that's how I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I try to look at everything way more like a game now, have way more awareness, and it makes everything way lighter, I feel like. 
Mm, I love that. Yeah, you know, when I play it, I definitely am the shoe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is so funny. That's so interesting. I love all your analogies. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, if you'll humor me, I yes. do want to go back to the James Dean thing. And, and if, yeah. again, if you don't agree, obviously tell me you don't agree. But just <laughs> okay. based on the fact that I think that we do have similarities in the way that we created a persona, right? So yeah. I created kind of this irreverent, flamboyant caricature of a gay man, yeah. right? Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's so annoying. Or like, but that's the point. I'm like, I'm trying trying mm-hmm. to kind of irritate people to have a reaction, right? Yeah. So with the James Dean thing, do you think on some level, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is that you pick James Dean because there's no happy ending. Do you think that on mm. some level you didn't think you deserved a happy ending at that time? Because his life is not really, yeah. didn't end well, right? No, no, it definitely did not end well. Um, for me, I, I literally thought that I was like just here to like sacrifice myself for my mm-hmm. loved ones to like take all the pain for everybody and to like, I don't even know what kind of world that I was in. I, I don't know where, mm-hmm. I, where I was living, but I know that it was in my mind and it was in my ego. Uh, right. And and that's definitely, I feel like the, the James Dean mindset to where um, I'm going to be an amazing artist and I'm going to do huge things and the world is going to remember me. Uh, and I'm, and it's going to be very tragic, <laughs> you know, but, right. uh, but then, you know, you move, you move away from that and, and you learn that that's all, that's all ego stuff. Like for me, right. it, it doesn't even matter for me anymore. Um, you know, if the world knows who I am or if, uh, whatever it may be, because, you know, as you know, too, once you start to hit these goals, it's, it's like you did, you do it. And then now what? You know, it's, it, it always <laughs> just kind of like the dust settles after you do this amazing thing that you, you work so hard for. And then that's it. And the realize the, the, the reason that that is, is because it's something external. It's something in time and space and it changes and you do it. And, and one thing that I consider a lot of us who have had success um, to be is achievers, right? We're always reaching for something and then you get that thing and then you got to reach for the next thing and you're always kind of reaching. You know, mm. and so for me, that I'm I'm moving now away from that. I want to move away from that. When if I can settle in a place that's not reaching, that is just happy and love all the time, then that's going to be a way deeper happiness than always trying to get something. Because when I'm always trying to get something, I'm never fully happy. I'm always I'll I'll be happy when I get this thing. I'll be happy when I get that relationship. I'll be happy when, you know, when I'm famous or whatever, whatever it was. Um, so now I'm just trying to be, you know, aware and recognize that I can love something every single moment that's going on right now. This is it. Like, that's how I see it as opposed to, no, it'll be it when I'm, you know, the biggest actor in the world. Uh, no, this is, this is it. I can find something beautiful in every moment. Just, and, and that allows me to be completely present here, just enjoying talking to you as opposed to thinking about something I have to do later or whatever it may be. Um, and, and that also allows for me to have way more genuine and loving connection with everybody and everything, um, you know, just by being present. All the, all the work has allows me, allows me to be present and be happy and be here right now, you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well said. I mean, it's being present is really hard, I think, with like our oh, phones so and emails. And so hard. It's, 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 it's like a lifelong thing, right, for you, I'm sure. Like, And for mm-hmm. anyone listening, like, I, I'm sure that it's easy to say. It's kind of like saying, oh, you should like be off your phone more. It's like, it sounds great, right, yeah. to be present, but <laughs> right. it's really hard. And I think, especially with the pandemic, like, I know that people now require you to respond at all hours. And like, yeah. there, there's, I feel like there's no like, oh, we're working now. We're like, because it's like, you're at home. And like, mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of a weird energy around that as well. And I think what you said about, again, just letting go of like what I need to accomplish. Cause yeah. I remember like the, the darkest day I've ever had is when I accomplished everything on my vision board. And I was like, why yeah. the fuck am I even doing this? Like right. I threw it out. I was like, this is so stupid. These vision yeah. boards, this manifestation is all great. Yeah. But a lot of times people manifest things that like they get, they're like, Oh, yeah. I want a Tesla. Or I want a really nice house or I want to have a million followers or whatever. Yeah. And they get it. And then, it's like kind of depressing because right. you've already achieved like your wildest dream, right? Right. So- I think it's just about how you go about it. Like for me, I still do all that stuff, right? Like you still see right. me posting. I I still think go about it. it. But like for me, the way I think about it now is like, I'm not trying to push everything away and just be like, oh, I'm just going to go and I don't need anything to be happy. I, right. I, th- I think of it as there's nowhere to stand. Like I want to stand in, in all the different channels like I mentioned to you. And I'm, I basically think of being human as being, we're in class, like why not take the curriculum? So I'm going to mm-hmm. do everything that I previously did. It's just that I'm going to look at it more as a game, more as fun, way lighter than as a serious soap opera that I previously looked at it as. So that's why we still do all this stuff. That's why I still, you know, am posting and have, I still have goals. It's just that the goals aren't the end all be all the way I previously looked at him is like, if I don't win an Oscar or an Emmy by 30, then I'm a failure, then I'm a loser. Like dead you know what I mean? Like, that's literally <laughs> well, did how one I of looked those at things. it. <laughs> yeah. But like the way that I looked at it is if I didn't, then I was a loser in my head. So, right. uh, right. I just, I just take the weight out of it and I go for it and I try to have fun with it. And I'm just ongoing, you know, work doing the internal work to, you know, quiet my ego down and, and quiet my mind. And, you know, like I said, live in, in that solid place of, of love. And that's, and that's really, really dope. And I, I, I think, listen, I appreciate it, that. And what, but there's a lot of the thing that like, I do want to touch upon, cause mm-hmm. I think it's really important is that there is a lot of outside external forces that mm. kind of dictate, and you can say, be present, yeah. meditation. I agree with all of that, but yeah. sometimes I think that people underestimate how these external forces of a manager, an agent, a publicist, like other people, right? Like everyone's messaging me like, why don't you have your own show? And they're like, like, it's like support can sometimes become double edged. And I know, Mm. obviously, like you've won an Emmy, and that's all great. Mm -hmm. But it's always going to be like, what's next, Jake, and then people look at you, right? And they're like, okay, like, 
you're complaining, 100%. like you're attractive, you, you're verified on Instagram. Like, I'm not saying this stuff to be hurtful. I'm just saying this no, is 100%. how people see me as well. Like, I, I agree. They, like they say, and, and I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it is way easier for us to sit once we've accomplished something and think about that. But like everybody's right. working through their own karma. That's how I see it. Sure. So for me, like what I would say to people is that don't look at it as a competition for who has it hardest. Like, let's just mm-hmm. focus. The best thing that we can do, like we always said, is to take care of ourselves. So if we're focusing on what everybody else is saying, what are you doing next? Then we're focusing on the external. If we're focusing internally on saying the most important thing I can do is what do I need? What, what can I do to take care of myself? What can I do to make sure that I'm happiest, that I'm in that you know, solid place, like I mentioned, in, in a loving place? Um, and, and that's the work. Like I honestly see it as when I have these things come up that I get lost in. And I literally was getting lost in it yesterday. I was getting lost in it this morning uh, as traps, as little traps to, to see where I'm at. And I'm still completely identifying with my ego a lot of the time. And, uh, and now when those things come up, those external things like, you know, why, what, what video are you posting next? What, you know, what your, your video flopped? Do you have other good ideas coming out? Are you, are you producing any more movies coming up? Why are you going to get back into acting, even though you're still acting like, you know, like all these things, do I, do I identify with those or do I go internal? And, and that's the, the th- that's the thing. I just see it as traps. And to me, seeing it as traps is awareness instead of getting lost in, you know, when somebody says something to me like that and, and I just feel it or whatever it may be, or I just, it just, you know, takes over my mind. Um, so that's the best way I could do it. And, and I agree. It is, it is, it, it's great to be in our position to where we have learned that success doesn't bring you this deeper happiness, but no. at the same time, everyone's on their own journey and it doesn't have to be, you have a million followers or whatever, whatever it is to experience that. And to some people it might bring them happiness. I have no idea. Uh, this is just, you know, based on my experience. And, and again, like the reason that I, you know, people would say, Oh, you look this way. I haven't missed a day of working out in 15 years. I, you know, was able to work on that show and, and, you know, get the Emmy because I spent hours on the craft every single day. I didn't miss a day. The way I got mm-hmm. followers was because I posted a video every single day. I spent hours brainstorming, filming, doing so much stuff. And, and even after all that, that's what I'm saying. It didn't, none of that made me happy, but that's the reason <laughs> that I got to do those things. It's not like I just, you know, woke up and did it. And, and so like, right. Yeah. Nobody hands you anything. No. Nobody like there's there's this perception that like obviously like there are people that have privileges. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're a white man in this country, right. you can't deny that you have more opportunities. 100%. But at the same time, there's a lot more work that you have to put in. Nobody's gonna knock it. Like I always said, nobody's gonna come and knock on my door. I had to make the opportunities. I had to open doors to go to Lionsgate, yep. MTV, Netflix, Hulu. Yep. They didn't knock on a knock my door. Right. But once I'm in that room, I take up space yeah. and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. right? So for me, when I counsel people on social media, it's so funny because everyone will come take one masterclass and then they drop off because there's they want to become an overnight success and they yeah. don't want to hear when I tell them to post six times a day. Right. I'm like, if you want to grow on TikTok, you have to post. They're like, I don't have enough content. Then I'm like, not everyone has to be a like 
you don't have to be an influencer. Yeah. And just keep going. That's the thing. Like, that's the one thing is like, we've both continued to keep going. Uh, and a lot of people might post one video and get discouraged. And that's again, identifying with a feeling or whatever it may be. And then they're like, Oh, see, I wasted my time doing this. Um, I always talk about my first month on TikTok. Um, I was trying different trends out. I would spend, I didn't no idea. I felt like a grandpa trying to figure out how the app worked. And Me too. <laughs> uh, I would try to figure out how they made this sound, do that. And they would, you know, I was trying to piece together videos and do trends. And I would spend so long doing these videos. And then they'd get like, um, like 50 views maybe. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is, this, is, this sucks. And then I just kept going. Mm-hmm. I do it every day. Uh, and right. even though like, again, I would, of course, it's never fun to not have a video do you know, to, to have a video do bad, but you just, you just keep posting and just keep doing it. And, uh, not, you know, again, I, like I have said it like 30 times on this, on this, uh, podcast, uh, identifying with that discouraged feeling. Like I just, I'm just going to keep going and everything. And, and that's what I plan on doing with my life. I'm going to continue to do the things that I love to do in all aspects, you know, uh, with the ups I think and the downs. Know- Well, it's funny because what you said is like really key that a lot of people might have like missed is that you're saying you're having the feelings of being discouraged. You're feeling less than, but you're still continuing to push through. I think a lot of times with anxiety, depression, any kind, and you know, it being May, mental health awareness. Mental health is one thing. Mental disease is another thing. Mm -hmm. We all struggle with mental disease and everyone's so focused on being happy and Mm -hmm. mental health and all of that bullshit. But at the end of the day, those are just destinations and that's not how it works. You wake up, like I woke up today and I was like, ugh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be on this podcast today. I was just like, not. And then now I'm like having this great conversation with <laughs> yeah. you. And it's not about you, right? right? It's about my own feeling. Yeah. But then in an hour, like I might feel discouraged again. Like, you know, I am a very, and I'm very honest about this. I'm yeah. a very envious person. I'm not going to be happy for you mm-hmm. when you get married. Right. I'm not going to be happy for you when you get a job that I wanted. Right. I'm just not that person. Yeah. And that's fine. And I'm working through my own issues. Right. But it's funny because like on Clubhouse, especially like I get very triggered by it where mm. everyone's like so fakely happy for each other. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not real. Right. This is not the real world. This is, I mean, and I can only speak for what I've worked in, which is Hollywood. Right. This is not Hollywood as well. Yeah. Like people pretend to be happy for each other. It's all bullshit, right? right? So I think that I struggle with those feelings. Yeah. And so- Well, that's great that and you the reason just I have the awareness it, of that though. Like I have the awareness yeah. and I'm not embarrassed about it right. anymore. I think I spent so much time being like, oh, envy is like, you have to be quiet about mm-hmm. it. Like suicidal thoughts, you have to be quiet yeah. about it. No, I'm going to make you laugh, but I'm also going to tell you that I wanted to kill myself right. and you have to be okay with right. it. If you don't want to carry it, that's on you, yeah. right? So I love that you're saying that. You're like, listen, yes, I have a platform. Yes, I work out 15 years. Yes, I put in the work. But I also do feel unworthy at times. Yeah. And I do remember kind of being robbed of a childhood. Mm-hmm. What it, and for me, it was like, I felt like I was robbed of being myself for 15 mm-hmm. years because I was so in a closet. Yeah. So there's like, there's all these struggles that we all carry. And like, it was funny. I was telling my friend who's a therapist, I was like, whenever I'm on the subway in New York, I'm just shocked that no one's like screaming into the void. <laughs> yeah. Because life is so hard yeah. and the fact that we all kind of keep it together yeah. is really impressive and i, I think agree. it's so funny when people are so overwhelmed like oh my god i can't believe this person lost their mind yeah well life is really really hard yeah like, it I, is and the other thing with that too is that like i always say that you've heard me say is we weren't taught these things when we were kids we were reading like fucking right. mice of men you know in school i'm like how is that gonna help me <laughs> that book is really sinister how are we gonna how am i gonna like develop anything positive out of like 
you know, just right. of mice and men. Like, no, I wish that I was reading the four agreements or the power of now, or like being taught. So I was taught nothing. None of us were taught anything. And our parents sure as hell didn't teach it to us, but their parents didn't teach it to them. Their school didn't teach it to them. So, you know, for right. me, it's like being easy on ourselves because we were not taught any of this stuff. We weren't taught how to deal with mental illness or, or, or mental, we weren't taught anything about mental health. We had literally had a health mm-hmm. class and all they showed us how to do was to use condoms. I'm like, that's it? Really? <laughs> like I probably could have figured that so out true. myself. I probably could have that's like amazing. Googled that or some shit, you know? But at right, the same time, right. like that's all that they're doing. They're going to whip out the banana and the condom and they're going to call it a day after that. It's like, really? Like I feel like there's a little that's bit really more funny. that we could touch on here with this subject. Uh, so that's why I really think it's important for us to go easy on ourselves. Uh, we're all at different points. We all have different struggles. We all have things that we're still carrying with us and we're all working through them in our own way. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that's all good. And it's, and listen, if we, I think it's funny. I heard this thing that really was really interesting. It said it was from this movie called Breaking Fast and I watched it last mm-hmm. night. It's about like a gay Muslim. And he was like, me being gay made me a better Muslim. And mm-hmm. I never really thought about mm-hmm the ways that me being a gay man have made me more empathetic, more thoughtful, kinder. Like I'm a lot more sweeter. I cry all the time. And I think a lot of that has to do with being gay. So, and I think with you as well, like having those struggles, having to be a child early on kind of in some ways made you like really good at caretaking. Like even in your clubhouse room, you're, you're very thoughtful and intentional and caring. And had you just like been free of that, and, and I don't mean yeah. this to be flippant. No, totally. You would just be another attractive guy on TikTok. Yeah. No, I appreciate you know that I mean? a lot. Yeah, I, I do. Don't mean that I do think that there's um, a level of appreciation that we can have for our journeys as well, mm-hmm. like you said, and mm-hmm. that all the things that happened to us led us to be exactly who we are, which are, you know, you're amazing and I feel amazing. And it's like, even if we feel not yeah. amazing sometimes, it's like we are amazing. And so I'm grateful to, you know, have had those experiences and can show gratitude towards it, even if it was fucking hard, uh, because, you know, we're, we're great people and it's awesome, you know, to, to be where we're at right now, you know? Are y'all listening? This is like what it looks like to be positive, not toxically positive, (laughs) right? There's a difference. People don't, people think that being grateful means that even when you're in a ditch, you're like, thank you. I know. That's not how it works. Is that you go through the ditch, you go through the mud, you go through the darkness and you still go, well, thank God I got up and I'm breathing and thank God. Like, listen, I gained like 30 pounds during COVID (laughs) and I was so hard on myself and I was like, no, 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 you're not going to be hard on yourself because you not only didn't get COVID, your body protected you for the last year and a half when millions of people died. So it's important to like kind of sometimes be external with the way that you think. And like right now, what you just said, I don't think you even realize, maybe you did, but like it's so impactful and a lot of people are so you know, fakely grateful, you know, they're yeah. like, or, or like I was reading this thing and it was like, you know, when you lose someone, people always say, oh, good things happen for a reason. Yeah. No, they yeah, don't. Exactly. Like, no, they don't. Yeah. Bad things don't. Ha- like sometimes just things are fucked yeah. up and they happen and it's really bad. So when someone's hurting, don't say like things are going to get better. Yeah. It gets, like I remember when I was in the closet, it gets better yeah. project. I fucking yeah. hated that. Yeah. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Like white, gay men coming yeah. out and having a party like I don't like and listen I work with them yeah. now so I'm not like mad right, anymore right. but I had so much resentment yeah. like you start resenting people you know and and listen I can talk to you forever but I, I do want to ask you one sure, last question um, I want to ask you about Clubhouse yeah. so you know I've recently stepped away I'm not going back yeah. it's just not for yeah. me um, I scaled it back I, a bit too 
Sure. I, it's just not for yeah. me. It's it's just a lot of drama. Yeah. But I do want to. A lot of people are asking me if they should go on it, if they shouldn't. Yeah. Can you just give me your experience with it? I just want to because yeah, I, I mean, had a lot of good experiences, but I had a lot of bad ones. Yeah. I, so I yeah. definitely wasn't involved in the drama because I mainly stayed in my lane in the in my room, and then I would go in the shoot your shot rooms just because it was funny to me. Uh, but I like the shoot. Your shot yeah, room. exactly. Yeah, so no those room. are pretty much the only <laughs> rooms that I would go in for the most part. So there's only yeah. so much drama that you can have in those rooms, to be honest with you. So for me, right. I would run True. that room, the influencers on mental health room, my room every day. Uh, for three months, for two to three hours a day, which was insane. Wow. Uh, a commitment. Every day, Jake? I, Are you serious? Yeah, because I looked at it the same way that I was doing my, you know, this was business, Jake. You know, I, you do it by posting right. every day and, and that's, you know, how you're going to really make a difference on this platform. You're going to do it every day. And, uh, you know, that's how my uh, business, Jake, talks. And uh, I like business, yeah. Jake. I like he has a different yeah, voice. Yeah, exactly. Too. It's just, it's just <laughs> slightly deeper. That's it. Uh, not much different okay. <laughs> at all. And then, uh, yeah, so then I, you know, I was just getting kind of burnt out, but also just people were becoming addicted to talking to me every day and they would message me. I'd get trauma dumping. People, yeah, yeah. Trauma dumping. And they would message me after saying, I need to talk to you after I did a two to two or three hour room, they would say, I need to talk to you more. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not your therapist. Like I can't do it. And then they'd be like, well, right. fuck you. Like you, like they would just, you know, go off on me. And uh, I had a bunch of people that would actually do that. And that's where I'm like, this is actually like, like becoming the opposite of what I wanted to wanted it to be. And all I wanted it to be was me sharing my experience that I've talked with you about is I achieved these things and I didn't find like a deeper kind of happiness until I looked internally instead of externally. That's all I wanted it to be so simple. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just to share tools and maybe I can learn some tools myself from other people uh, that they're doing to work on themselves. And so now I scaled it back to just Saturdays pretty much. Um, so I'm just kind of doing it once a week um, for a couple hours. And um, I'm doing it more Q&A style. So it's not trauma dumping uh, as much, like I mentioned. Um, so, you know, just having different guests come in and um, just give what they are doing to work on themselves and stuff like that. And then people can ask questions. And I started a group chat to where people can you know, ask questions or they can do more of the trauma dumping that I mentioned, but it's like, it's, you know, easier over text because people who want to respond can respond. People who don't want to respond don't have to respond. It's not, um, or they can just leave the group all in general. It's easier than, um, you know, showing up to a room and listening to it, I feel like. So, yeah, I mean, I've just thought of different ways to go about it and that's kind of been my experience, but there's been a lot of people that we've, you know, I've been able to share some of my tools with, and I've been able to learn some, you know, great tools from other people too, uh, as well. So, you know, it clubhouse is whatever you want it to be. Essentially it depends on what it is that you're looking for. Uh, if you're going into a lot of different rooms, I've heard that people haven't had the greatest experience doing that. Um, but if you kind of like pick out the lane you want it to be and, uh, then, you know, it's cool. And I met some cool people through it. I got to meet you through it. I'm super grateful to like, you know, that's, that's awesome. I would have never known you if it wasn't for clubhouse. So, uh, just some of the connections I made have been really, really solid. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Thank you for involving me as a Gemini. I was like, Oh, and now I'm (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, that's awesome. No. And it's, it's very accurate because I would go into a lot of rooms and I think that's where the drama came. And I think for me, it was, it's hard when you kind of feel like you know someone because of their voice right. and then the way they operate on DM, they're like a different person. Right. And 
and they're very like people like don't want to pay me. They they yeah. want my services, but they don't want to pay right. me. Like there's so much like weird behavior. Like someone yesterday was messaging me. I don't know if they were drunk or high, and he was like, "I'm a star. I don't have time uh, for you." And I was like, "Okay." Like I didn't even message yeah. you. So anyway, it's just it you gets just really congratulate weird, him I'm on happy that you being a star. You know, right? Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, "Well, if you're a star, what do you need with a yeah, publicist? exactly? Yeah." Why do you need yeah. me? Um, anyways, um, Jake, I, I've loved having you. I think that you really gave us a lot of nuggets. Thank and you. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this and and really just be intrigued by you because I think you kind of let us into a different side of yeah. Jake Hunter. No, I appreciate really it. Important. And uh, I definitely felt comfortable to talk to you about that stuff. So I appreciate you you know, Good. creating that this space. And um, it's uh, great uh, talking with you as always. And I can't wait to collaborate soon and shoot some TikTok. Awesome. Me too. Yeah. I can't wait. Just tell us where people can follow you on Instagram and TikTok or your YouTube channel yeah. so people can keep in touch. Uh, it's just Jake Hunter Official. So it's just uh, my name. And I had to add the official because there's about 80,000 Jake Hunter. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm sure yeah. there are. That is yeah. awesome. Uh, well, thank you everyone for being here. I've loved talking to Jake. And you know what I've realized and, and one nugget to leave y'all with is go internal instead of external, right? And I've been saying this as well with coming out. I, I'm calling it coming in instead of coming out. I love out. that. So thank you. That's my new nugget. So I will talk to y'all later. And thanks again, Jake, for being here. You're thanks the best. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.